0: Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. I think everybody likes this story. Um, But before I get to the story, I do want to say to you all how joy-filled I am to be here. It's just like the best And hello out there to all of you. I'm so glad that little happy face is up there. Now I know where I should be looking. But I'm also just thrilled that you're all here. And there's like live folks to bounce energy with. No offense out there. You're there. I've got you in my consciousness. Okay, so I want to talk to you a little bit this morning. um, First with my story. And then we're going to co-create around the um, PowerPoint that's going to show up here in a moment, um, having to do with the series that you've been doing, which I think is tremendous. And I also happen to think that this particular ending to the series gives us a whole lot of juice for moving forward in the whole alignment of the series. So it's my understanding you've been talking about polarities, and today's polarities happen to be greed, greed and benevolence. And didn't the Zoomies do a wonderful job on benevolence? I think we all know what greed is, but we're going to go over it just in case some of you think, oh, I'm not greedy. Okay. Um, And the other part of this three-legged stool, besides greed and benevolence, is enough. I don't have enough. I'm not enough. There isn't enough. Is there? Or is there? So here's the three-legged stool story, and it's a little bit of Sandy's metaphysics. So you come along with me in the story, and we'll see where we go with the metaphysics of Sandy's story. And the story is very simple. My grandfather and I um, had a special occasion every Saturday evening. We would watch the Jackie Gleason show, and no, I'm not going to tell you what that is for those of you that don't know. Go look it up. And it was a treat, but here was the real treat. My grandfather was a lover of cheese. Yes, I said cheese, as was I. Am am I? We had a ritual when we watched Jackie Gleason every Saturday night and it was to eat cheese and saltine crackers. But here's the specifics and remember we're going for the three-legged stool of greed, benevolence, and enough. So remember as we walk through this metaphysically. My grandfather would bring a plate of saltines and the block of cheese, cheddar cheese, by the way, and his pocket knife. And the deal was this. It was just the two of us. The TV would get turned on. I'm here on my little stool. Grandpa's in his big chair, takes out the pocket knife and starts slicing the cheese, putting it on a saltine. There were only six slices of cheese and six saltines every Saturday. That's an important fact. Grandpa got three. Sandra got three, even Stephen. And we would begin, and it was meticulous in the way he presented the cheese and the crackers to Sandra and himself. The TV is in the background, and so he begins. And my grandfather was a very slow eater. One saltine, cut the cheese, put it on the saltine. One saltine, cut the cheese, put it on a saltine, give it to Sandra. Grandpa's got one, Sandra's got one. Everything is going along swimmingly. We did this for, I don't know, maybe a year. One time, remembering now, there's six. Okay, three and three. I ate my two. Grandpa was still working on one, meaning I had one left. I went to reach for the last one because I had gobbled up the other two very quickly and it fell on the floor. Cheese and saltine on the floor, okay? Well, in the house I grew up in, there was no picking it up off the floor. It was gone. It was history. It was toast. And I looked at that cheese, and I looked at that saltine, and every part of my being wanted to reach for it. It was mine. It was mine. It was my part of the three. I ate my two, and I deserved that third one on the floor. My grandfather never looked at me. He just kept watching the TV. Then he sliced another slice of cheese, put it on the saltine. He's about halfway through number two, and I'm empty. I'm coveting what's on the floor. And I know there is no more. There will be no more. There wasn't enough. I didn't get all that was mine. Hmm. I was not a happy camper. Grandpa continued to look at the television set, took his hand and moved his last saltine and his piece of cheese over to me and handed it to me. I could not believe it. There was my cheese. There was my saltine, but more importantly, there was a love like I had never experienced, and it wasn't for the cheese. It was for the magnanimous, unselfish, loving gesture gesture that I perceived as a child that my grandfather gave me his last piece of cheese and a saltine. It was a time I obviously have remembered. I wanted to share it with you because it popped up full force in consciousness when Russell called and said, I think it'd be good for you to speak about benevolence, greed, and is there enough? There you go. So, let's go. And when I say let's go, you all know that I am a big believer in co-creating. So here's what we're going to co-create and I'm co-creating with you hoping that you will remember the three-legged stool cheese story. Three-legged part of the story is important because I don't know if you've ever sat on a three-legged stool but there's always one leg that seems to be longer than the other. So our three-legged stool for this morning is as you may remember greed, benevolence, and enough. Those are our three topics if you will. This is where we come to understand, truly understand, and potentially adopt what we believe is greed, what we believe is benevolence, and do we believe there's enough? So let's talk about greed for just a moment. And the reason I like to talk about greed is most of us understand greed as being a word that most of us don't like to use. We don't think of ourselves as greedy. We really don't. Sometimes we may wander into selfishness, but greed, No. Nah. You may know other greedy people, but you're not greedy. And I would say to you, there probably have been times in your life when you've been downright, flat-out greedy. And many times it has to do with money, and we'll come to money in just a moment. Another word for greed is selfish and self-limiting. So I'd like you just for a brief moment, as you have your hands folded, just open one hand like this and close one hand like this. This is greed. Greed. This is giving. This is opening. Remember, when your hand is like this or when your heart is like this, it's self-limiting. You have automatically said, you can put your hands down now. Thank you. You have automatically said, when you're in a selfish point of view, it's mine. There isn't enough, so I have to take what's mine. And we do this, frankly, almost unconsciously. And I say we because it comes, it, it happens almost without our knowing. It's almost an unconscious. Well, that can't be. You know what? I signed that contract and they didn't deliver what they were supposed to deliver. Now, there's a way of dealing with they didn't deliver what they were supposed to deliver. And that's what we're talking about this morning. How are you navigating greed, benevolence, and is there enough? Do you call the fellow up and say, it didn't come. It isn't here. You better send another one. And I'm not paying. Oh my goodness, is that greedy or is that greedy? That just comes flying right out of the mouth. And why does that happen sometimes? Because very unconsciously, we just want that other guy to know and we want to state for ourselves this is how it's going to be. And I'm in control. And that's another form of greed, wanting to be in control, because control signifies in many instances, fear. When you want to run around and be in control of everything, especially when we're responsible or we think we are, you're actually functioning in the territory of greed, of selfishness. And it's wrapped up in, I'm going to do this right, by golly, and I'm going to do it just fine. Remember to look at yourself. Those are flags. Those are, if you will, um, virtual fists that say, I've closed up. I'm now calling all the shots. I'm in control, and they're going to do it my way. Now, many of us don't necessarily think of that as greed. Greed What do you mean, Reverend Sandy? I mean greed. I mean you have shut your heart down. There is no opening in the heart. It's in control. It's even in some form of fear. You have closed the window. You may remember from um, the Bible, from Scripture, the widow who said she only had one part or pint of oil. And the word only is very important. I only have one. How often do we use the word only? Eric Butterworth called it the onlyness or the I can't is. That, my friends, is shortchanging yourself and the world. And it is in the realm of greed, of selfishness, of limitation. There is no opening there. I also want to talk about greed as taking charge of your mind when you're in a greed moment. You all know that thoughts are prayers. You all know the law of attraction, our third principle. You all know the importance of controlling your thoughts. And this is very important. When we start getting into a selfish, greedy realm, we have the ability Actually, we have the choice and the ability to change our thinking. Are you going to continue to remain in the greed column category or that leg of the stool? Or are you going to move yourself into, hmm, yes, there's enough. There's always enough. And you know, by George, I'm going to open myself up and I'm going to show the world my enough. My benevolence. Let's talk a little bit about benevolence here. Benevolence is a is a word that some people have to run and, and define, look up. Benevolence is an attitude, folks. It's an attitude of, as we like to say, of gratitude. Benevolence is a 24-7 attitude of give, give, give give. Now, be careful about how you just received what I said, because some people have no boundaries and don't understand that sometimes giving comes with wisdom. It's one of our 12 powers. It's not just a give, give, give. It's a give with discernment. It's a give with wisdom. The attitude of benevolence means to be wise in how you do your giving and that you understand to give all the time increases the abundance in the universe. When you are a natural giver, you increase that ripple of abundance in your universe, in our universe. Now, The other part of this that I would like to just make sure that there's clarity around is when we are in a greedy or unselfish mode, we are in a scarcity mode. When we are in a benevolent, abundant mode, we are in a sufficiency mode. Sufficiency means we have all that we need, there is enough, and there's no need to fret about not having enough or not being enough. You see, very often we take all of this and we will view our world with it, but we don't view ourselves with it. There is enough. You are enough. You come from an abundant, never-ending love of God. And that love of God is the substance on which this universe is based It is the love of God and the giving, never-ending love of God that is the benevolence that I'm asking you to consider, that I'm asking you to say, and here's what Jesus said, be universal in your benevolence, meaning love your fellow man, love everything as you love yourself, and let that love pour forth, always, 24-7. And that's where the difference is. We're talking about universal love equals benevolence, okay? And that's the attitude. Do you have an attitude of universal love? Does everyone you meet fall into your universal love category? Or, Or is there a slight judgment before you allow them in? Well, I don't like what she's wearing, or where did she come from? Well, I don't know her. What's she doing here, or he? There's a judgment there, and that is not universal love. And some of you may be sitting there saying, look, I got enough on my plate without dealing with universal love. Oh, my friends, no, you don't. You have nothing on your plate if you're dealing with what you have on your plate as your only evidence of how much you have. Your only evidence of, I have too much to do. Oh, there we are with that enough stuff. But now we have too much. And the too much, you see how it flips on its ear? Oh, I have too much. Poor me. Suddenly we are into the too much column, not enough column, more than enough column, but we're not satisfied because we don't feel very good about it. Now, for some of you who are saying, where is she going? I'm confused. I would submit to you, you're not confused at all. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You know what it is to be a universal benevolence in this world. And here are the three aspects of universal benevolence. And here's where I'm taking this from. I usually tell you where I do my work. Most of you know this book, Living Originally, by Robert Brummett. He talks about universal benevolence in the following manner. He says that universal benevolence is made up of three aspects, appreciation, kindness, and generosity. Well, most of us will agree, yeah, I'm kind. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I am appreciate people, and I'm pretty generous mm, when I want to be. And here's the flip side of those three. Remember, universal um, benevolence. Uh, benevolence. The flip side is when you're not appreciating somebody, the far enemy, as he calls them, is contempt or prejudice. Oh, oh, hmm. Kindness. The flip side or far enemy is cruelty or here's my personal favorite, indifference. And then generosity. What's the flip side, the far enemy of generosity? It's greed. It's avarice. And it's acquiring things. Yeah. He calls them the far enemies because we practice them. And sometimes we don't even know or notice we're practicing them. And they are toe-to-toe with each other. So when you're looking at where you are in the enough column, in the greed column, or the benevolence column, take a look at how you are in the world. Now, as far as kindness, he speaks of kindness as being kind to all, no limitations. Appreciation, most of us appreciate, and we know that what we appreciate appreciates. Generosity, magnanimous. It enlarges our soul. When was the last time you were generous to the point it enlarged your soul? That is huge. And that is, in a sense, what it's all about. All of this is about is to love, love, love universally. Not just your kind, not just your family, your friends, people at church to love everyone and everything all the time. That is the work. That is the consciousness that we subscribe to. And it is what I'm talking about today. It is extending yourself outside of yourself. And it is doing it through unfolding the love within that is of spirit. That is universal benevolence. And when we notice that we are being selfish, unkind, when we're using prejudice or when we're saying and doing things that we feel justified in, that's when we have decided we're going to choose to stay in the greed. We are not going to go over to benevolence. When we decide we're staying in the greed, there's not enough. There's not enough because we have shut down the flow. We are not in the flow. Benevolence says, here, this is mine. I give it to you with my love. And that is the wisdom. That is the discernment to give with love as Jesus did and Jesus taught. It's not just giving for the sake of giving. It's not giving with any kind of a string. It's giving with love, and that would be your love. Now, I'll finish with a poem that I believe we have. Sam? Yeah? Got it? There we go. I'll read it while you read it. I asked for strength and God gave me difficulties to make me strong. I asked for wisdom and God gave me problems to learn to solve. I asked for prosperity and God gave me a brain and brawn to work. I asked for courage and God gave me dangers to overcome. I asked for love and God gave me people to help. I asked for favors, and God gave me opportunities. I received nothing I wanted. I received everything I needed. So I close with that. I bless you, and as always, be well and know the universal love you have to give to all. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at nine and eleven a.m. or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.